everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of Games My Mom Found. Why did I say 30 all weird? I do not know. I am Mike Elberton, and who are the sleep-deprived guest co-hosts with me tonight? Uh, going where no man has gone before, Stefan JD. Going quickly to bed, Stuart Hughes. <laughs> and uh, our special guest? Uh, I, I'm Rick. I kind of don't even really know where I am right now. Yes. <laughs> you get used Canada. to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't know. Oh, do you want to give a quick introduction of where people might know you from, Rick? Um, nobody knows me, but I do have my own. Sh- I do have my own show, which has um, actually gotten to the point where it's less popular than this one. But we, uh, I'm the host of the uh, Classic Gamers Guild podcast. Uh, you can find us at www.cggpodcast.com. Uh, we typically try to release on Tuesdays, but that doesn't always happen, like this week. So if you follow us on Facebook, uh, just do a search "Classic Gamers Guild." Uh, you'll find either our page or a group. Either one's fine. Just join them, and um, you know you'll find me there. The group is really amazing too. Oh, thank yeah. you. The podcast is good, but the group is really—it's a—it's a really good group. It's also a healthy group. I'm in a few groups that are not healthy, but I use it to promote the podcast. But <laughs> yeah, I, I've been slowly—I've uh, been slowly um, uh, filtering out the groups that I belong to, like kind of, and then there were none style. Oh, I'm I'm in hundreds at this point just because of promote of promotion, but that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> I have a problem. So, all right, before Mike we get into a problem, <laughs> before we get into the game that we're talking about, I want to give a quick shout out to another podcast called the Zach and Dean Geek Machine Podcast. It's a it's a podcast where each where if you're if you're consumed by comic, gripped by gaming, or burning for beers, Zach and Dean will feed your obsessions with discussion, reviews, and even quizzes. So if you get a chance, please take check out their podcast. There'll also, be a link in the show notes. And since I'm going to introduce this game, since none of us that are currently on the show actually picked this game for the show, uh, we are playing Space Quest Five: The Next Mutation. Hey. <laughs> Why are we playing Space Quest Five? I don't know. Actually, this, is... <laughs> uh, this was actually DJ. Actually, I am kind of curious about that. Uh, Why you started at Space Quest Five? Since I understand at least uh, at least you, I'm not sure about Stefan. There um, have never played the other games in the series. None of us have. This is None true. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. If was, you have uh... any questions, you may ask me because I'm <laughs> was... uh, mo- moderately familiar with the rest of the series. This was this actually was, DJ's pick. Yeah, it was one of the, I think this is the last leftover DJ pick. Uh, yeah, the other ones I had just combined. I had changed the fr- the game and the franchise. Like Star Fox sixty four. Originally, his pick was Star Fox Assault. I just changed Star Fox sixty four. So little things like that. But this is one since after I after we picked it for the show, we lost DJ a couple weeks later. But I'd already had gotten Rick to sign on for this. So I'm like, I, I wanted to leave. I didn't want to change it. And then I'm like, and then I thought maybe we would get DJ back for a, for a guest on this, but I never talked to him since then. Unfortunately, <laughs> I like saying I we lost DJ. Like he's in a he's in a void somewhere. <laughs> it's called a work void. That's what it's called. Yeah. I prefer that he's just in a he's in a white void. <laughs> did, did he just go AWOL, or did he like just tell you guys? No, he just he got yeah. he got extra uh, more jobs and just couldn't do the balance of the show. Well, that's fair yeah. enough. Yeah. I mean, it's I it I dem- I ask a lot. <laughs> so, it, it's yeah. a lot that we do it's funny is since that we only had one show back then since then we've added essentially two extra bonus episodes a month now. yeah not yeah. so far yeah we do we do a movie so and far we do a yeah comic. we're talking about a third one <laughs> yeah so we we, we so do a lot we're quadrupling the amount of episodes <laughs> dj's probably like i'll think like, like, <laughs> thank god i got off this show <laughs> Yeah, but if you're listening, DJ, I hope you're doing good. <laughs> if you're still if you're listening, DJ, fuck you. Space Quest Five is awful. <laughs> oh, awful. Awful. Really? I, 
uh, I enjoyed this game. I was not expecting to enjoy it, but I actually had a lot of fun playing this weird. Well, I'm also a huge Trekkie, huge ass Trekkie. Oh, this is definitely the one to play then. <laughs> oh man, I mean, the other games aren't like this uh, in terms of the uh, very heavy Star Trek uh, parody. Uh, well, point-and-click adventure games, right? They're just kind of more... Yeah, uh, they, they started at, uh, in the Parser era, and then, um, you know, they started as early as Space Quest 1 and 2 were in the AGI engine, Space Quest 3 in the SCI engine, and then uh, 4 or 5 uh, were point-and-click. But the previous games were more just sort of like general uh, sci-fi kind of... Uh, if, if they make fun of anything, it was more sort of tropes or a few, like, um, pop culture references, whereas... Five was the first one that really just picked the target and just stuck with it. Uh, the way uh, you know, five is like, okay, we're Star Trek, we're going to do Star Trek. I, I compare it like how um, parody movies they used to be things like Hot Shots or Airplane, and then like at some point they became more like, or sorry, I should say, uh, I meant to say Top Secret in Airplane, say, yeah, and then yeah, and then they became more like Hot Shots where they're like, we're Top Gun or we're well, Rambo, and then you know, I I would say that this is like. Star Trek Spaceballs is what it is. How I, uh, yes, yes, that is actually also a, a much better uh, earlier example for sure. How I defined yeah. it in my head was this is what everyone was worried the Orville was going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's also, before... it's also kind of like Futurama too. Yeah, that's how I take that yeah. back, you son of a bitch. <laughs> before we get too far, this game did come out in '93, published by Sierra, developed by Dynamix. I have no idea who Dynamix is, um, but just <laughs> wanted to get that out there so sponsored by sprint <laughs> oh, oh god that was just okay throughout this game you see advertisements for sprint all over the damn place that don't fit but because well sprint put money in i'm assuming well that's kind of the humor i mean like don't don't get me wrong I, I get that it was totally sponsored and everything but that was actually kind of like funny at the time just to see this um total way into the future kind of setting and then it's still like oh uh you know this call brought to you by sprint it was yeah, actually it was kind funny. of worked well into as uh, as being part of a joke in and of itself. This game, yeah, because I was looking up to see like what Star Trek was going on around that time. Because I was like, I know Next Generation ended before '93, and this this game Ooh. actually came out in North America a month after Deep Space Nine came out. Wow! Mm. Like almost to the day. I think it was like a month and two days after Deep Space Nine. Wow! Kinda, I mean, that's good timing though for what this is because. Even, I mean, everything, like, you know, like, example, you get a ship early on, the ship you sit on, like, in the captain's chair, it reminded me completely of Star Trek. Well, maybe mm -hmm. that's because I watch way too much Star mm -hmm. Trek. I mean, hell, there's a, one of the enemy ships looks like a freaking Klingon bird of prey, if you're a Star, if you're a Trekkie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there's also, there's um, actually, uh, go ahead. <laughs> as I say, in addition to Sprint, there's also an AT&T joke in the game. There where is. Somebody, yeah, but it's not called AT&T, they call it TT&A. Uh, I don't think I caught that. Yeah, I think TNA. it's something along the lines of like, they're like, Sprint's way better. TTNA sucks or something. <laughs> oh, and Which is still true today. Did uh, uh, anyone I... else catch that? Uh... Okay, so in the beginning of the game, you have to take a test, right? Yeah. And it's to be a space captain for a garbage truck. Or yeah. just to be space. a space it's captain or just something, just a proficiency right? test. Yeah. yeah, and in the background, I don't know if anyone caught it, but there's a dude who looks exactly like Worf. Worf. From yeah. That. Yeah. I, I was like, oh my god, that. it's Worf! This game is like sensory overload with references. 
Yes, that is yeah, true. They, they just threw, especially that first section, they just threw everything in. There's like, uh, you can see um, an alien is one of the students. You can see, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, you see Darth Vader fighting Obi-Wan just down the corridors at one point. I pet- didn't notice that. <laughs> I you didn't see that. Hugger. Yeah, that's right. I love yeah. Spike. Spike was awesome. Spike is great. That's the Spike's deal. Spike is a little space hugger thing that you got to put in the jar and put the antacid in the jar to make him calm down. Yeah. It kind of looks more like a Metroid than an alien hugger, face uh, hugger. <laughs> looks like you took the Metroid and put the face hugger together and just got the, and, but got rid of the clearness of the Metroid. I was trying to figure out if one of the the mutations in the game is, was, was a reference to the fly because it looks exactly like um, yes. Randall Fly. Yes, it is. Okay, so I, was, I was staring at it like it went by kind of quick, and I was like, "Was that fucking Brendel fly?" In the well, middle of my Star Trek game, the, yeah, there's a huge section of the game where you uh, you play as Roger Rilko's head on the fly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's such a strange game. I mean, I especially for me. Quick trivia segment: Does anyone know what Roger Rilko means? No, really? Yeah, it's like uh, kind of like Roger, just like uh, you know, like a um, how you close out Roger. a radio conversation. Yep. Roger Wilco means received and will comply. That's yep. right. Yes. Yep. That's actual. That's actual procedural code, not like over and out, which is totally fake. Is it really? I didn't know that part. <laughs> yeah, over and out is actually contradictory messages. Over means I'm done talking. Now you talk, and out means I'm done talking. Don't respond. Oh. Yeah, it's a, it's a contradictory message. You'd never hear anybody in real life say over and out. It's like, yeah, it's like saying now it's your turn. Okay, bye, and hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> See the new things you learn on this show. Yep. And you never say repeat in procedural. Mm. You say I, say I, again. <laughs> I, I did understand the context of uh Roger Wilco. I just forgot what Wilco stood for. Yep, Wilco. That's like one of the few procedural codes that actually is just a small little acronym. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Roger is just a Roger's like a historical phonetic um word that we just never changed. <laughs> mm. So was there anything that seemed a little bit confusing that you think might have been because this was the only game in the series that you played? Because they are very interconnected um, uh, games within the series. Right out of the gate, it's like talking about how you saw the future and you're going to meet your wife and there's some talk about like a kid or something. And it's like, I was like, oh boy. (laughs) I missed all that. I don't think I was paying attention. It's like the very first line of the game. And I was like, oh shit. (laughs) What the hell does this mean? Yeah, when, we, when I started playing this, I'm like, why are we playing this? Because, I mean, we don't we don't usually play point-and-click adventure games ever. Like, I've never played any of the Sierra games before this for this episode. Never really? touched them before. Yeah, I've always... I wasn't. <laughs> I don't know why my voice player. cracked there. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you ever played um, uh, Half-Life? Uh, that, that's not a, I played it on really a point-and-click adventure, though. No. Yeah, it's a Sierra game. Oh, it is? Yeah. yeah, it is. Man, why did my voice do the same thing now? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're all talking like how old we were when Half-Life came out. Oh, I didn't play Half-Life. Well, actually, here's a funny story. You brought up Half-Life. I actually didn't play Half-Life until I came to Minnesota for the first time to visit my girlfriend I met online. <laughs> and <laughs> and she, her brother introduced me to Half-Life, burned a copy of the game for me to for me to have and play it. I think it was a burned a copy. I don't know. All I know is I played it for five minutes and never got anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh-huh. You played it for, actually, the first yeah, part but, of that game. You're stuck on a tram for like ten minutes, Mike. Would you give up halfway through the tram ride? I, remember, I didn't. I wasn't a PC gamer. <laughs> this is one of so. It's mm. like you're on the tram ride. I just love the idea of you being on that tram ride, and just being like, "Well, I'm done." 
I'm out. I did go back. I did go back and play it later, and I played it <laughs> on PS2. Yeah, play Half-Life Blue Shift. That's the best. Uh, but I best really game. do want to play Half-Life someday. So if somebody wants to put it on the show eventually, I wouldn't mm. be up for it. I actually uh, uh, once went to a friend's barbecue, and I went oh, there wearing wow. um wearing my T-shirt with the Sierra logo on it. And this younger guy, who I totally didn't expect to recognize the uh, the reference, he was like, "Oh, hey, that's a that's a really cool shirt. Is that Sierra?" I'm like, "Oh, yeah, that's a good good yeah. catch." And he's, and he's like, "Yeah, they did like Half Life." I'm like, "Oh, you're a little young for me." Yeah. <laughs> I always hated the Sierra logo because yeah, it just it does just look like it'd be on like a hiking gear. It doesn't that, look yeah. like a game company logo. <laughs> I like. I mean, I grew up with it, so it means a lot to me. So I, yeah. I do really like it. It's a nice logo. It just doesn't belong to like a game company. Mm. I'm in graphic design, so I have to notice these things. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'll take your um, word for that. I look at it and I think. And like, agree to disagree. <laughs> I mean, there's some pretty bad <laughs> logos out there, to be fair. Oh, yeah. That's true. I see enough of them in, in my type of work. But, oh, back to the game. Like, so one thing this game is, a, is we kind of mentioned a little bit, a point and click adventure. We have to do, and which I'm not familiar, you got to do certain, go here, get an item sometime, make sure you have the right item, so when a certain event pops up, you can progress with the game. Correct. Yeah. I mean, this is and, a point-and-click adventure game at its core. Yep. This is yeah. also a Sierra well, adventure game, which is uh, fairly unique in that they both uh, reward and deeply punish exploration and curiosity. Yeah, it's, you've like, there's a lot of trial and error. Yeah, but by this point, mm -hmm. they've actually toned it down a little bit. Like, the earlier games were just ridiculous, because you would just Thank do things God like... God, we uh, played this game. Yeah. Uh, I, I, one of the very, very famous examples in Space Quest, in fact, was one where you come across this uh, screen where there's, like, a giant sheet of metal uh, that looks like it could be hiding something. So if you try to move it, uh, it turns out to be sharp, and you cut off your arm and die. Jesus. And it's like, that's just from like <laughs> wanting to know what's behind it like you're uh, telling me that you want us to explore and investigate then you kill us horribly for it there are so many ways to die in this game there's actually oh, a lot of fun little things they put in the game too like uh one time there's like a escape pod or something like on a planet i don't remember the story to this game but you're on a <laughs> okay. you're on a freaking planet and there's a yeah there's an escape pod and if you go up and touch it Roger will burn his hand and just scream in agony. I actually had to look up multiple touches like that. Yeah. I looked up multiple times to see if Dynamics, the company that made that actually developed this game, I looked it up multiple times to see if they also made Siberia. I just kept forgetting. I was like, this game feels like Siberia. It just punishes the shit out of you for doing things that it expects you to do. Oh, yeah. I played this whole game with a guide. I pulled up a guide and just read the guide and just did what it said. So I didn't experience the game the way you're supposed to. But well, you were through the game in like an hour and a half. Well, two and a half, yeah, just because, yeah, but it didn't take me long. It's short. It's only an hour and a half. You know what to do. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's how a lot of these point-and-click adventures go, uh, especially the earlier ones. They are probably only about, like, uh, two to four hours uh, if mm -hmm. you know exactly what you want to do. So there's a lot of replayability because you can just breeze right through it in an afternoon. But if you don't know what you're doing, it could take, like, up to a month to figure everything out. Yeah, there's some yeah. complicated little puzzles in this game that I would not have caught otherwise, at all without reading what to do. But you mm -hmm. gotta do them all to so that you, to... you can end up with yeah. your love interest, Wankmeister. <laughs> oh, that's another <laughs> thing. This game is full of just stupid, like, a lot of sexual references hidden around with things. Like, it just, like that one, I felt. <laughs> hidden is a strong word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hidden is really nice. Hidden I mean, if you're a there's child. a robot named WD-40 who's, like, legitimately a, like, sex bot-looking thing. Yeah, I, I think will... she's a, she's a gynoid. 
Let, no, let me explain WD-40. I mean, it, there's probably me, a couple of layers explain. of there's probably a couple of layers of references to her. But basically, in this context of Space Quest, what happens is in Space Quest Two, you steal a little whistle to get past a certain part. In Space Quest Three, they send in uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger style Terminator after you to kill you because the company is like, well, that guy stole from us, so they send this guy to kill you. You go through the entire fourth game without. Uh, with that all over and done behind you. Then Space Quest V, they sent WD-40, which is basically a female interpretation of an Arnold Terminator. So Terminator T-whatever from Terminator 3, the movie that everyone hates. <laughs> kind of, but like less less, liqui- less uh, liquid steel. Well, it, it <laughs> is a Terminator, but in a sense, what you do in the game and how you fight it, it kind of feels more like Predator because yes. you're, you're in a jungle doing setting up little traps and mm. hiding and everything. Yeah, I like, like I said, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, little layers to it and as well. Flies, that is, it flies point. a Klingon ship too. Like it is yeah. 100% a hundred percent a Klingon. hundred percent of birds of prey. Yeah. Actually, yeah. you guys are Trekkies. So what? What was the episode where Kirk has to go to that planet <laughs> that's famous and he fights the monster? Arena. Green, Gora, uh, arena. Yeah, it's yeah. Arena, but I can't. It's a Gor. Is it Gorin? It's something with a G. The name of the monster. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it is um, a Gorin. Gorin. It's a Gorin. Gorin. Yeah, that that it also reminded me of that as well. Yeah, that might have been what they were going for too. I mean, that I didn't that didn't even dawn on me until right now. If you were saying it, I was thinking of a different part that we'll talk about shortly. But I did like that yeah. fight with the I android. Think trouble with Tribble's part, right? Yes, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's where I was getting at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I I did like the fight I'm when you're doing you. <laughs> with WD forty. I like how you stick a banana in the exhaust pipe. Is how you beat her in the end. Yeah, you have like a bunch of shit, and it's all everything you have looks like it would be the right thing, and it's like just a banana. And I actually got yeah. that right first try because I was like, well, all this shit is super useful. It's definitely going to be the banana. Like, that's <laughs> the died. dumbest thing. So that's the solution. <laughs> Even though I know what to do, I died a lot on there trying to figure out how to do things, how to get her to go up to push the rock down. I had a very hard time with this park. I didn't understand what I was doing. I've never played a game like this, so I'm just completely confused. <laughs> it, it's not necessarily a lack of experience either a lot of these puzzles are kind of designed to be that you have to know exactly what the designer is thinking at that moment yeah rick, rick is 100 percent right in that they punish you for doing things that they expect you to do <laughs> yeah. i was watching the video because i was sitting I there like at that point i was like well the banana is the dumbest thing so obviously <laughs> banana. but that ends up like biting you later where you're supposed to use actual things not dumb shit <laughs> like, oh yeah no no at this point in the game you're supposed to be a smart person but in the beginning, yeah, banana. I mean, like I, I know that you know this is since it's part of a series, you're supposed to kind of know what's going on. But I mean, again, I was dropped into this game like I'm like, well, what's going on? Like the whole fact that people talk about how he's supposed to be like this special cadet who saved the world or something in the earlier games. Yeah. Is that, okay. Well, you like, start. Zoomy's dead. You're a janitor. You start in the first game as a janitor, and the your entire ship gets uh, slaughtered. And um, the aliens take a uh, steal the star generator, which is like this giant, um, not intended to be, but it can be used as a weapon of mass destruction. And the only reason why you survived the assault was because uh, instead of doing your job, you were taking a nap in a broom closet at the time. <laughs> <laughs> that fits. So the game begins with you coming out of the closet to hear the alarms and everything. And then you find out that everyone's dead. Someone described this game to me as um, it's like if Wesley Crusher was a superhero. <laughs> and like it's Wesley, Cru- but it's like in his own head. Like it's what Wesley Crusher imagines himself as a superhero being. That's that's an interesting thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it makes sense because I mean, like you're this 
<laughs> you're kind of played up to be this uh like smooth talking guy, but I mean you're like you cheat your way into getting a fucking garbage barge essentially. <laughs> uh, I mean, not even essentially. You get a barge. Like it gives you a giant barge. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, it's, it's funny great, too. I... The little timing of that um, of that scene when you're being flown to your ship, and there's like a giant, um, uh, really cool looking spaceship that it it's uh, flying you towards, and then it just kind of turns over and gives you the vacuum cleaner. Yeah. That was. Oh, you. I didn't even think about it. That the ship does look like a vacuum cleaner. Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. <laughs> wow. I mean, another thing, like, I would have never, if it wasn't for the guide, I would not have known to talk to the different people to tell them what to do. Like, when you were going to a new planet, you had to, you know, put in the coordinates, pick light speed, and then when you got close, pick the slow, regular speed, and then oh, orbit. Yeah. Like, I would not have known. I would not have, because, you know, as a gamer nowadays, I'd be like, okay, I should just go there, and it should be it. There shouldn't be all the little, little things involved. I got a lot of trash. Yeah. There's also, um, (laughs) in terms of the, uh, in terms of the spaceship looking like a vacuum cleaner, there's kind of like a double, double entendre, um, to the name of it. It's called the, the Eureka, which (laughs) is number one, the name of a vacuum cleaner brand. (laughs) And number two can also be, um, uh, like a audible pun on you reek. Uh, Uh also a very good show. show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not familiar with the show. <laughs> that was we are perfectly timed. <laughs> yeah, it was not rehearsed nor scripted. Just what happens on here. <laughs> Mike and I also both love Eureka. <laughs> I just watched it recently. I love it. Same. Yeah, we talked. It was because we talked about it in an early episode. I was like, "Gotta yeah, go back and watch Eureka now." <laughs> oh, but uh, one thing that I did laugh a lot when I because when it's when I was starting to fall in love with this game because I this game did grab me at one point. And I didn't want to stop playing is when you get to the space bar. We mentioned earlier, it's essentially a whole riff on a, on a famous Star Trek episode, The Trouble with Tribbles, Ooh. which is I one of the best it. episodes. Probably the most famous Star Trek episode? Uh, most of the original series, definitely. Yeah. I mean, even in Deep Space Nine, there's an episode where they go back in time, and they go on, this, on that episode, and they put in the crew from Deep Space Nine in there and make it fit. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you it's, say it's, my, Deep Space Nine was a little bit of a mess. <laughs> I, 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 you are wrong, sir. Are wrong. I love it. I like it a lot. It's amazing. But... It's one of the best. It's one of my favorites of, of all of them. Really? Next Gen, D Space Nine. I'm next original, Gen. Uh, Enterprise, the original, and then anything, anything but Voyager. So, yeah. <laughs> Picard forever. <laughs> Until the new show comes out, and then Picard <laughs> <forever>. <laughs> Probably. All right, but when you get to the space bar, I was laughing. I don't remember if it was during the space bar part, but there's a part... Where you ask your engineer to do did something. We time this well, come to think of it. We did time this episode well because Picard was just announced not too long ago. And they, like, or the yeah, trailer just came out not too long ago. <laughs> but I did like it. There's a part when he's like, I'm an engineer, not a doctor. Or something. Yeah. I'm an engineer, but not something. I just started laughing because I knew exactly what the whole, you know, mm-hmm. the original Star Trek joke from Bones. I'm not a, I'm not a plant guy. I'm a doctor. Or whatever, however the hell it goes. I'm a but doctor, also, not a fool. He's an engineer. It, it's not Bones. It's Cliffy, who's Scotty, essentially. Yeah, but it, it was that scene. But yeah, I, I liked and then he gets arrested when you're at when you're at the bar for fighting with other people. Yeah, which, he yeah. doesn't he he starts the fight. Yeah, he starts punching them yeah. because I forget why. They tell you why a little bit. Because later, they called but... it a garbage scow. Yeah. Oh. But it which is which is actually scow. correct. Yeah. But he took offense to it. <laughs> but I do love the way you rescue him though. You take the little alien spike you have that's definitely not a face hugger, and you put him on the bars. And he pees on the bars to open the bars. Mm. I, I, I was cracking up. I, I like the fact that when you first find Spike, 
Um, one of the puzzles is that he's leaking acid everywhere, so you actually have to put him to the tank and drop antacids into it. Yeah, to, to calm him down. <laughs> it's just, I mean, stuff that I would never have gotten if it wasn't for having a guide. And I did. There is a part that I thought of. I thought of Stu a hundred percent right away. So when you're in the in the bar, and uh, this little salesman guy comes up and he starts talking to you, and I don't remember all the things he's trying to sell you. One of the things he's trying to sell sell you are Chernobyl cups because they'll make your yeah. arms glow or make your wrist glow. <laughs> and I'm like, Stu will love this. Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> you're a Chernobyl so reference in the middle of this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, since we're talking about Chernobyl, I did just find out recently that, that sarcophagus is a real thing, by the way, which I yeah. did not know recently. I think we talked that. about that no. in Stalker. Yeah, but I, I, don't, I, I wasn't paying enough attention, I guess, because I was there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, well, so, it was a real thing. Uh, it's being replaced now. It, it is replaced by now. Um, Not quite. Oh, okay. I was watching a documentary about They're it. They're working but... on it. <laughs> okay. There's it's your being update. Replaced. It's the thing that's going to replace it is being built as we speak. Ukraine just keeps running out of money. <laughs> oh. But you know, don't worry about it or anything. But yeah, it's only worry we'll about it. Only mess up Europe. But... I'm not saying oh, donate and... money to Ukraine, but somebody Did, please uh... give Ukraine some fucking money. <laughs> Did anyone else, when they were um, commanding the ship, did they kind of hear in their voice like the hey, sh- like, like what's his name? Uh, uh, ship. From Futurama, like it's time Kif? for my yeah. Kif. Oh, uh, um, no, that's not Kiff. That's uh, fuck. I was just talking about him the other day. Wait, Zap Rannigan. Zap Rannigan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did yeah. Else, kind of hear that voice in your head when he was giving commands. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. This guy looks like Zap Rannigan. Well, they're a lot. both parodies of of Captain Kirk, essentially. Yeah. That's I have a very sexy learning disability. What's it called, Kit? <laughs> Sex, Lexia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's are, you, are you referring to uh, are you referring to Roger Wilco's voice? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I see. I didn't just because uh, they actually took a little bit of a step backwards in Space Quest Five because Space Quest Four actually featured full voice acting, so we actually heard really? what Roger Wilco was oh. supposed to sound like. Oh. Well, sound oh. like... We should have played Four. <laughs> Fuck you, DJ. <laughs> four, four would have been even more incomprehensible if it's the only game that you've ever played because it does like full-on references throughout the entire series. <laughs> I assume that's the one where like your son and your wife and everything are showing up. There is that too, yeah. yeah. But it's a it's a time travel one, so you actually visit Space Quest One as well as some of the future sequels, that which would have really which funny never to actually start happened. With that, actually, yeah. Start with it, and as we play the rest of them, we slowly understand the series. <laughs> Work backwards. You started with five. Now do four, then three, then two, then one. Oh, no, I kind of want to make somebody do that. Like I've, I have a friend that's never played Mass Effect. I kind of want to make him play Mass Effect three, two, and then one. But after you play three, you'll hate the series. So you won't want to play two or one. Three is an amazing game, it and is. everyone needs to shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. The, the last one percent of the game isn't that great. I'm sorry. Ninety-nine percent <laughs> right. amazing, and then one percent. Uh, oh. And something that I didn't know that I found out recently was as I was getting ready to do this episode is someone had mentioned that there was uh, the DRM that they used back in the day for this game was you didn't have the coordinates for where to go. You had to get them from a sheet of paper that came with the box. Yeah. Ah. That you couldn't copy because it was on a red sheet of paper. And if you copied it, it would just become all black or something like that. Uh, in in this told. case, there were, there were a lot of uh, Sierra games that did the, the red um the uh, there's a red print so you had it came with like a little red cellophane so you can see what's underneath it uh uh-huh. in, in the case of space quest 5 it was actually <laughs> um a little bit of a space tabloid and in the background there's like coordinates uh, cool. on the star That's map but it would be so oh. 
it would be so dark that if you tried to photocopy it, you would not be able to see it very well. That's like, was this yeah, was this a really tabloid where and stuff? That's cool. I like that a lot actually. Was this the tabloid where like it would say random things on it like uh, they made us get drunk and wear farmers' clothes or something like that? Um, I, I think I, that sounds familiar. Um, like two headed baby or something. I read something on this that about like when I did my from the first Men in Black movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's a strange. Well, we, no. say, we also say that Roger Wilco um, is a, a spoof on Kirk, but there actually is a Kirk in the game. Oh, yes. you're talking about your villain, the villain, kind of the, the villain, essentially? Yeah, he's a yeah. toupee wearing villain. And instead of being named James T. Kirk, he's Rames T. Quirk. <laughs> It was not particularly veiled in the slightest. Yeah. No, and he's subtle, also a, like a the womanizer rest of the and an asshole, so it kind of fits with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the game took a weird turn where it's like, all right, fuck Star Trek. Let's go. Clearly they were big like, Deep Space Nine fans. <laughs> well, he's the one that hates you. He's the one that put, that doesn't want you get you get your own ship. And then he's also the one that you find out later on he's doing something, some back-end deal with some other alien looks like a, from E.T., um, mm-hmm. I didn't understand what the hell was going. Was that a reference to anything in the previous games? No, a lot of the story, um, a, lo- a lot of the plot in this one doesn't really go back. There's a lot of references to the uh, two previous games. That that uh, you know, Quirk is a tar- entirely new character. Okay. He's never appeared before. I thought it was really weird that essentially you are playing the Captain Kirk parody, and then when the actual Captain Kirk parody shows up, he's like Pike. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. That's a or reference like, that not everybody's going to get. But I or guess. like any of the other Starfleet captains. If you've ever watched any episode of Star Trek, all the Starfleet captains are assholes. Every single one of them is an evil asshole. Yeah, that's true. Like, so Quirk is more of the Zap Brannigan type. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he's someone who I definitely would hear now as uh, Zap Brannigan's voice. <laughs> that would be great like if they introduced him singing Rocket Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, uh, uh, one thing I did think was funny when you leave the bar. After you rescue your Cliffy, um, the whole bar blows up. I'm assuming because of what you did with the alien when he peed all over the place. When all the space monkeys get out. Oh, the space monkeys probably did it. Yeah, I forgot about the mm. space monkeys. Yeah, I don't that know how. I don't know if they blowed it up. Like blowed it up. I don't know if they blowed it up. <laughs> it's so confusing because you release all the space monkeys and then you're like, we gotta get out of here, and then the place just blows up. And I was like, did I miss something important? Well, they uh... Uh, they reproduce at such a rapid rate when you dump them into alcohol that they basically uh, filled the space bar to capacity over capacity and just exploded it. Yeah. <laughs> huh. See, this is why I'm glad you had you on. Even though all three of us beat the game, we had no fucking idea what was going on. We're just yeah, like. It... It's completely well, I, nonsensical. I honestly don't remember half the plot. <laughs> yeah, no, that that definitely happens. I actually, thankfully, I actually played through the games like many times over back in the day. Uh, so there's still a lot of this, which I just kind of, I wouldn't have caught the first time. But you know, playing it over and over, a lot of things make a little bit more sense. I kept going yeah. back and forth. I think I think I need to play this game again because I kept going back and forth there. Like there was a point very early on where I turned on the game. And that's pretty rare for me to like actively turn on a game and hate it. And I can tell you exactly what it was. It was, was it when... the cleaning? The no, it was no? when you sit down in the captain's chair and it farts. And I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then okay. I realized it farts every time you sit down and yep. it's like because oh, it really is God. just the chair. I was like, this is gonna be so fucking annoying. I'm I kept hate laughing. This. At that Please. joke, even though I don't usually like jokes like that, but for some reason I kept laughing. Oh, I kept laughing at that joke. Oh, I did play this game entirely with headphones on too. 
which is <laughs> not normal me. That is, yeah, <laughs> two very rare experiences. Mike played this game with sound for once, which is you needed because every every sound effect in this game is a reference and a joke, which is actually pretty oh. impressive. I was laughing most of this game. I was laughing after the WD forty fight. I was laughing all the time. Like I enjoyed the game after that. There's a pretty early on segment where you like run into a door and you straight up make the Homer dope noise. And yeah. I was surprised. It happens a couple like, times actually. They play yeah. the dough. Mm-hmm. I was like, did they just straight up steal that from Simpsons? Oh. I was wondering about that too. It sounded very, very familiar. Like exactly. It sounded very. It sounded uh, very convincing. Like it sounded like Homer's voice. I think it was just. It sounded like it was just ripped straight from Simpsons. Yeah. It It very well could have been. Yeah. I think. uh, (laughs) Don't know if that would have flown today, but ninety-three was Wild West, I guess. (laughs) I think my favorite little joke was when uh, (laughs) you have to go to a planet that looks exactly like Tatooine from Star Wars. (laughs) There's a little like city. Yeah, suns. it had two moons, two suns, and then it had a little spaceport that looked like Moss Eisley. But you <laughs> run into uh, mutinoids that have, there's like some soup or something that transform them into mutants. Yeah. And one of them, uh, yeah, one of them assaults you, and you have to play this little back and forth clicking mini game where oh, he so wants weird. to spit on your face, but you have to dodge it. In like a greenhouse. I died yeah. so many times on that fight. <laughs> So many times. So ridiculous. The game turns into um like what's that game? Dragon's Quest or whatever. Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Lair. Yeah, that's the game. Straight turns into Dragon's Lair for like five minutes. It's terrible. I, that was the part. part. I, I actually did really well at that part because I played Dragon's Lair. <laughs> I, like, you know, <laughs> that, I know what part, I expect. It's all straightforward. <laughs> that part did have one of my favorite. I felt at least I think it was a reference. I'm pretty sure it was. After you get rescued by. The other one of your crew members, I can't remember his name, the squid-looking guy. Anybody? Um, Drew. Know. Yes. <laughs> well, it was like Gooper Drew. Gooper Drew or what? Drew. Drew. Got it. But he makes a comment like, I was almost dog meat. And I don't know if it was a Fallout reference, but I started laughing as, that, as it was. Oh, and no, that this, came to my head. This, this is before Fallout. This oh. predates Fallout, unless uh, I'm not sure if dog meat ever appeared in Wasteland. But uh, this would not have been a Fallout reference. Oh, okay. Maybe Dogmeat. Don't normal. think Dogmeat appeared in Wasteland. <laughs> you never know. Maybe this is where Dogmeat came from. I hate Fallout <laughs> now. <laughs> I <laughs> joined the club. But no, I mean I, that did crack me up though, and I was trying to take a picture of it and send it to um, Sewer. But the the text moves quickly in this game, so if you you can't, oh, yeah. it flies. By. You don't have a lot of time. And th- and then again, I was I. After that part, I was getting more into the game. The next part that you go to is you go to another planet called Thrakis, which is weird as hell. But that's where you find out that the soup had ended up on the Goliath, which is the ship piloted by the Kirk wannabe. Rames T. Quirk. And they all get infected and start getting mutated. You get like a communication SOS thing or you see something, you know, the meanwhile, and everyone's turning into, you know, yellow mutants. That's the part where the um, there's the fly segment earlier. No, fly during, later. Is that later? Yeah. During that segment on uh, when they're all turning into goob, though, I think that's when I, I think that's when the like brindle fly shows up. And I was like, ah, okay. I don't know what you're talking you're about. You're pulling sir. me back in. Brindle fly is um, what it's Jeff Goldblum turns into in the fly. A horrible, disgusting monster, essentially. Oh, okay. That's like melting and half fly. But I half Jeff Goldblum. That planet facts. was weird. The whole <laughs> jungle planet was just strange. But I mean, I didn't know what to. I mean, I just followed what the guide said. I did, and that's the part with the escape pod where I guess you touch it, you die or something. As you, you burn about. your hand, yeah, <laughs> which is a death, right? 
Mm, I don't think so. I think oh. you just burn it and he just yelps. Oh, I didn't do it. Yeah. I just did what the guide said. And I don't remember what the guide said. But that's the part where you find the girl, Wankmeister. And she and, gets uh, gooped. Yeah, she gets gooped. And then you guys almost fall off the edge <laughs> or ledge. Edge. The edge of the ledge. And then she ends up <laughs> grabbing. She's holding on to you. She pulls your pants down, which again goes with the humor of this game. And you have to hand her the lab coat that you grab from inside the escape pod or you'll die. She pulls her pants down, and you fart in her face. But the funny thing is, the interesting thing is that, um, like like, um, we were saying before about how you have to do exactly what the developers wanted you to do, you still have the really long stick from your WD-40 fight in your inventory at that time. And you cannot use use that. You have to use the jacket. First thing I thought of was, give her the stick. Don't give her the stick. It was That's so, a reference that no one's gonna get. Nope, I didn't get. It. Maybe give Sam will. Stick. Don't Sam will definitely get it. Give him the stick. Don't give him a she, stick. I'm a she actually has a pretty. She actually has a pretty comedic moment where she gives you the uh, what is it called? The like generator or whatever. And he's like, <laughs> "Oh my god, you're a genius!" And she's like, "I know." Yeah. Oh, the warp just a computer cap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it. This, I turned on this game very quickly and and slowly over time it started winning me back. And then you got to put her in cryo freeze, and I that was mm-hmm. also funny. I guess you can you can cook her if you do it wrong. You can microwave yeah. her or something. Yeah, you can seriously. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> you set it to the wrong time. Oh my god! You have to set if, it you, if you read the instructions, you have to, uh, you know, the way you figure that one out is you read the instructions, and it gives you the time setting for saving. Like uh, uh, I forget what her specific per, uh, position is, but it's like. Uh, how to how to freeze a science officer or something like that. She's an ambassador, right? Ambassador. That's right. Uh, how to how to freeze an ambassador? Ambassador <laughs> It's so wow. stupid. So dumb. Oh god, I normally don't like this type of humor, but I was laughing constantly at this game. I don't know why. <laughs> I think had I played this game when I think DJ played this game when he was a kid. Had I played this game when I was a kid, I probably would have loved it. It probably would have been like. Mm-hmm. A, one of those series that I just had such a, a wonderful nostalgic love for. Playing this game now, I was like, this humor sucks. It's so <laughs> it's so childish, but like I like childish humor, but I was like, this is so over the top, where it's just almost like I said earlier, it's like sensory overload. Yeah. There's like a thousand jokes on, on screen all at once. Oh, but then I, yes. I'd say it's a mixed bag because there's like I don't know. It's not like straight up, like slipped on a banana peel type humor. Like there's, there's a literally parts. a banana. That kind of you is. Literally yeah, kill a robot with a banana. <laughs> but there, uh, there's a part where they're like discussing how they're gonna like save the galaxy or something, and Roger wants to hear what they're talking about, so he just yeah. plants his face next to the glass. Yeah, and it's like sliding down it outside the office. <laughs> that was funny. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm totally on board for that. But it was like yeah. in the fart jokes, and I was like, oh come on, this is like the minions. There's, it's <laughs> It goes back and forth. It goes back and forth between like the dumbest, most childish jokes to like genuinely funny bits. And I was like, I, damn it, game. I was like, every time, so- every time I'd be pulled out of it, something else funny would happen and I'd be pulled back in. Like it's almost impressive how many jokes are in it. So even if you hate one, there's twenty more around the corner that that yeah. might make you chuckle. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's, that's kind of everything like, about the game else. too, because like e- even with the references. Any one thing has like anywhere from two to five references at the same time. So even if you miss one, there's something else that you can probably recognize. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and then it come after you do that part where we were just talking about with the oh yeah, you get after the 
Jungle Planet, where am I? Um, you go to the part that I hated the most in this game. So something happens to your ship, Cliffy ends up outside, and he ends up oh, getting yes. lost. And you have to go downstairs, oh, get into the stupid pod. Oh, God, I, I died about five times in this pod trying to line up, grab Cliffy, bring Cliffy back, and oh, I was getting frustrated. I was trying to figure out if there was a way I could just leave Cliffy to die. Like, you know what, Cliffy, you're not <laughs> Not really neat. Well, I guess he does something after this. Yeah, he helps you some with. Uh, He's your chief engineer. He's your scout. Yeah, you gotta you save Scotty. Hey, if you're if you're the rich, if you're an enterprise, all you need is two people. Apparently, that's all you need is Scotty. He was a fucking war hero. <laughs> he was missing a finger. <laughs> okay, but yeah, no. And then we come up to Stewart's favorite part so far of this game is the genetics lab, and that's where you when you teleport down, you turn into a fly or partly a fly. Yeah, you turn into. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Which, yeah, you, your head goes on a fly body, and, and your, your body gets a fly head. Yeah, it goes in the garbage can. Or I found that part charming. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was okay. I mean, I I I didn't have a problem. I knew it because I was just reading what to do. Where you had to go inside as a fly and do oh, a few yeah, things. Itself was fucking impossible. But I found the story of that part charming. Where it's like, all right, we're gonna do. <laughs> it's like I wasn't expecting the fly to show up. I wasn't expecting more <laughs> references. Expecting a fly reference in here. Yeah, I was like, okay, it's gonna be Star Wars, Star Trek. It's another dumb stuff. It's gonna be like, it's gonna be like a parody of Star Trek and a parody of the parodies of Star Trek. And then the fly shows up. I'm like, all right, we're switching gears here. Okay, what are you doing? So strange. <laughs> Every, I mean, that part also kind of was a reference. I felt like, I mean, there are Star Trek episodes with the transporter. They talk about how the transporter things have happened. There's so many episodes of Star Trek with a fucking transporter. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like. Twenty percent of the episodes are the problems are solved with the transporter. <laughs> oh, but there was a and funny thing, guy. They, yeah. they foreshadow it quite a bit through the game too, because a lot of times, uh, previous to this, when you use the transporter, uh, there's you know things go wrong with the transporter, mm-hmm. and um, I, I forget exactly what they were, but you'll teleport in, you'll be a little bit weird. I think you'll, uh, I, I think maybe your body parts are uh, uh, misplaced or something like that. Then that's you, right. Again, you give out the dough, and then they uh, teleport you back away. And bring you back in, and then you're fine. Mm-hmm. But they do uh, they do allude to uh, the a lot of the uh, teleportation fails. <laughs> oh, and in this game, you can click on different things. But if you click on yourself, like by accident, while I was trying to hit the transporter, for example, and say, "Hey, we're the family game." So oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're say you can Wait. arrange it so many times it doesn't help, or something like that. There's Wait, that so I have a question, yes. uh, Rick. The mm-hmm. when the teleporter messes up. And I think what's his name says that he's going to program WD-40 to like punch you every once in a while. Is it WD-40 messing with the teleporter? Um, I don't think is it necessarily is. I, I, okay. I, I mean, I'm sure that you could probably, uh, you know, have just sort of like a personal headcanon or fan theory that she might be. But I don't think it's ever really been um, said that that's or alluded to that that's exactly what's happening. Okay, because I was like, I bet it's her that's doing this. <laughs> that would <laughs> turn like a... Good guy, right? Like, she's like, reprogrammed. She's reprogrammed, yeah. 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 That was really weird. I was like, okay, I guess WD-40 is just on the ship with us now. This it's just literal, literally this Terminator robot. Yeah, because that's what you do with Terminator robots. You have them join on your side. I mean, that's what you do in Terminator movie. WD-40 would have died at the end and gave the, uh, the thumbs up. <laughs> that would have that would have made this one of my favorite games if that happened. I would have been I would have forgiven all the rest of the problems I had with this game. <laughs> Just that spoiler alert. If there was a Terminator happen. two thumbs up at the very end, I would have been like, yeah, okay. You know, I've never <laughs> seen all of Terminator two. Fucking Christ, Mike. <laughs> well, <laughs> <damn> it, Mike. <laughs> 
It's only I've the seen, best action movie ever made, ever. I've seen most of it, but I've never seen the ending part you're talking about. I've never gotten that far. What, what, would, what would make you stop watching it? I don't know. I think I just always caught it randomly on TV here and there, but I never sat down and watched the entire movie. So. I thought the movie was pretty fun, and then fucking the rose scene where he pulled the lever action shotgun out of the box of roses, and I was like, "Fuck yes, this is the best movie ever." <laughs> did you did you catch the reference there of Guns and Roses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so one great. of the rare kids that saw Terminator One before I saw Terminator Two, and so that part know. was like, I had that moment of like, "This is complete shock." I've seen all of Terminator 1, just never ter- and Terminator 3, and Terminator Salvation. You've only seen the worst Terminators. <laughs> <laughs> one was great. One was one great, was yeah. Great. Three I like, too. <laughs> I mean, right. There's somebody out there that's only seen Salvation and Genesis, and that's all they know about the Terminator Never seen Genesis yet. But, Don't do it. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> and then we get yeah. to the last part of the game, which is when this game <laughs> kind of takes a, a very big change. And you the love sh- franchise, Terminator, Terminator <laughs> sure stops making good movies around Terminator 2. Yeah. <laughs> Terminator 3 was all right, but... I liked it. But... All right, back to Space Quest. Two good games. Uh, <laughs> two good movies. And then you go down to Goliath, which I, I thought this part was just... I didn't really like it that much. I mean, at first I thought it was kind of cool. You got to sneak by the guards. You're going on the on the enemy ship, and it felt like Metal Gear in a very, very bad version. <laughs> but... <laughs> We have very different ideas of what Metal Gear is. <laughs> the vents is what killed me, man. The freaking vents, you got to go. I use a guy so I knew exactly what to do. But when you got to get out of the elevator and run up the elevator shaft, clicking, I was just clicking, trying to make him climb, and then go into another vent. Oh, that was that was your vent. Yeah, there's a lot of quick save, or, uh, yeah, saving, reloading, save states. Oh, because yeah. Spoiler alert, I don't have a fucking MDOS, so I couldn't play it on that. Well, I just, I mean... I just save whenever I didn't use. I I bought the game on Gogs. I wasn't using DOSBox, but I could just save when. I mean, the game was you save whenever you need to. That's right. Yeah. I was on Gog. Yeah. yeah, even in the original version, you could save whenever. Oh, you pretty much have to. You couldn't play this game otherwise. I mean, you. Would, I mean, yeah. somebody out there beat this game without saving, and that person's a fucking lunatic. But the speed run. It's <laughs> by DJ. DJ probably did it. <laughs> I DJ, if you're listening to the podcast, write in and tell us if you need um, Space Quest 5 without saving. Sierra <laughs> themselves would always tell the players, save early, save often. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah, that, was their, a... that was their motto. They would said, like, you cannot win our games if you don't save your game constantly. Yeah. Sage advice. <laughs> Pretty much have to do that for every Sierra game. Mm-hmm. That never ended. I, I, I kind of want to play Until Space Quest 4. But we'll see if that ever happens. It won't be on the show. I can almost guarantee you four and six will not be on this show ever. Unless this one does amazing. You want to hear us play more Space Quest games? Listen to this episode. And if you're not listening to this episode, then I don't know. I guess fuck off. (laughs) 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 So as you get through all the vents, I did like it when you get caught by when you, God, you take out something or do something and then you get caught because you're right underneath the bridge. Someone grabs you. And I did like that part. Let's play mm-hmm. King's Quest instead. I, I wouldn't mind. I know Rick's a fan of King's Quest. Uh, eh, no, yeah. King's Quest is one of my lesser favorites of the of Sierra series. But um, the, the just quickly going back to what you're talking that moment you're talking about where you're captured just underneath the bridge. It's actually oh. kind of funny because um, the whole purpose of this thing is that you need to disable their shields. So when you're crawling through the thing to find uh, how to disable it, you come across it. And it's literally just like a light switch that says shields on or off. <laughs> Okay, uh, I was at the point where I wasn't paying much attention to this game, and I played this a week ago, so I don't remember as well. I, um, yes. 
I forgot about a Sierra game. You don't have to bleep this out if we uh, decided to add it in here, but I totally forgot about a Sierra game that we need to play on this fucking podcast. Um, Phantasmagoria. I don't know what that, that is. That would be fun. Yeah, we've got to play Phantasmagoria. Yeah, that would be fun. You know yeah. what to do. Just Sit bleep out this part of the podcast. Share and think, <laughs> and think, and put it on the list. That's actually one of the ones I've uh, not played ever, but uh, if, oh you ever, God, if you ever do so want somebody, weird. there's uh, there's people I can put you in touch with that know that game and love it, so... <laughs> okay i might have you i might have That's, that uh, we'll put it on the list we'll bleep it we'll bleep it out we're leaving it in. i don't know we'll see i but, can guarantee you probably won't be bleeped out just to warn you it won't be bleeped out because you don't know how to bleep things out yet that's why <laughs> that, it won't be bleeped out. and this is going to be a fast edit i don't got i got i this should yeah. have been released 24 minutes ago at the, at the time of this recording so it will not be but, sorry everyone but we i got fucking destroyed this weekend oh, i got bit oh, by a dog oh. Uh, I, I've, there, there have been occasions where our show has been late, uh, including this week. It's going to be the case, but uh, thankfully, there's not really people who are waiting to hear our show, so it's uh, never really that big of a deal. I don't think we've talked about it on any episodes, but for whatever reason, like whenever we have issues getting to a recording, it's never just one of us. It always syncs up, where it's like, like two or three of us will all have trouble. Or like, I think there was one point where. What's that one point where like all four of us were like, we gotta move this back. We gotta move this back. Yeah, ah. it's like our podcast period. We yeah. all we're all in sync. We're all in sync. Whereas <laughs> like I was fucking exhausted as shit yesterday and did, I wasn't gonna be able to do it. And Stefan had to work late. And it's and just like the worst one. one. Oh no, I wasn't exhausted yesterday. Yesterday I was in the middle of you a were fucking, fine. You had no uh, power. Storm. Um, our worst recording was when we did Mega Man. That's when I was in Chicago. I don't live in Chicago. I was, I was on hotel Wi-Fi. Oh, it was just everything went wrong that week, and we tried for three different times to record, and we had power outages on your end. Um, Stefan was was busy doing things. I mean, this kept things just kept happening every single day, and I'm on vacation trying to think, okay, we're going to record now. Oh, nope, not today. All right, tomorrow. Oh, it was. Let this be a lesson to you, all of our listeners. Don't move to Virginia Beach. <laughs> <laughs> all right but i think we should start power wrapping up. Okay. actually a fucking power like uh one of the oh. big transformers out here got struck by lightning and exploded so oh, that's wow. why my power <laughs> went out <laughs> and then after so back to space quest five um, so near the end there's some, some stuff happens i mean you end up fighting with the you end up actually finally getting back into your ship after you tell teleport these got teleport the mutoids back into human and the james t quirk guy Rain's ends up tea. going to another ship I know it's not, but you fight the blob finally. Like the the whole it turns into a big mutant blob, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. And yeah. you actually get to shoot for the first time because throughout this game you get to pick on you can pick your two officers, you can ask them to do stuff, and you have the option to sh- excuse me to shoot, and you never have a reason to, and you finally get a reason to shoot. And it was kind of I, I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that final part where you suck in you suck in the big blob, and then you have to run around your shit and the blob is getting bigger and bursting off the garbage things. I couldn't figure out what to do, even though I was reading a guy. Yeah, uh, and you got it. I like that part. I that was interesting. So is when you get Wankmeister, which yes. sounds dirty as shit, but you yes, get Wankmeister. Is Wankmeister Roger's like official wife in the series, or yes. is she just some other chick? In two games, um, in Space Quest Four, it's revealed at the very end that she's your wife or okay. your fu- your future wife. Um, so you haven't actually officially met her yet. You just see, uh, your son shows you a whole, your, you know, um, your, your son who traveled back in time to find <laughs> you, uh, thus causing the entire space quest four to happen. 
uh, finally, by the end, you ask about, uh, well, if you're my son, then who's who's your mom? Who's my wife? And, where, you know, where is she? Blah, blah, blah. And all he'll tell you is that he shows you a picture, a uh, hologram to see, mm. to show you what she looks like and gives you her name. And that's it. He <laughs> says, I, I can't tell you any more than that. To be fair, uh, that's a lot of information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you anything about her except what she looks like and what her name is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But it's weird space, because the picture that they show you looks nothing like what you would imagine she would to be she would be from this game. Like uh I don't really know how to describe it. If you Google it just uh or something <laughs> like that. It like it shows you the hologram of her and sort of like that's not who I would imagine that Blackmeister from Spice Quest five would ever really uh dress up as. <laughs> but uh, but so yeah, then in Space Quest five, as you know, it begins with you meeting her who she uh, doesn't know who you are and uh, this game is about you trying to uh, win her over because you need to because her your son b- uh, between the two of you saves your life in the fourth game that's why if anything happens to Wangmeister you get game over because uh, now you won't be saved in Space Quest 4 to be fair she so... was only a wink journeyman back then so <laughs> So does your son have to go back in time because he has to stop Android 18? Is that what happened? <laughs> oh, I hate you, Stefan. I wasn't even... I, it wasn't even me this week. I wasn't even thinking of Dragon Ball. I was thinking of that shitty David Carradine movie. <laughs> uh, oh, off topic, but I did look up that Phantasmagoria thing, or however you pronounce it. Phantasmagoria? Oh, yeah, we definitely Ooh. have to do this crazy bullshit on the show at some point. I can't oh, believe God. I hadn't thought of it before. It's terrible. It just looks horrible. But well, there's there's one game. If there's one other oh. Sierra game that I really want you guys to play, it goes back a bit. So I don't know if you like uh, typing text adventures. Um, but you know, it's it's a it's a Sierra game. So you you still have graphics, but you got to type your commands like open door, get item, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But uh, I'd, I'd like you to guys to try playing King's Quest Four: The Perils of Rosella, just because uh, King's Quest is. Not my favorite series, but it is based on um, a lot of fairy tale references. Uh, and King's Quest Four is when they kind of go a little bit more outside of fairy tales and more into sort of more pop culture references, like a lot of Wizard of Oz. And there is a moment where they reference Pinocchio by having you swallowed by a whale. And I would really like to hear you guys talk about a part where someone's swallowed uh, by a whale. Yeah, us and well, put it on the list, Mike. <laughs> what? Oh, there's that picture of Phantasmagoria. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it gets weirder than that. It looks like it belongs in a porno, a very weird porno, but not. That's a good way to describe Phantasmagoria. It yeah. looks like it belongs. It definitely doesn't, but it looks like it belongs in a porno. All right, you guys have any? Before we move on yeah, to listener questions, do <laughs> uh, you have any last things you want to say about Space Quest Five? I actually asked him questions. Really? Uh, I was surprised you not... have questions. <laughs> Okay, we're going to say, okay, we're going to go on to questions. Um, first question I have, this is actually from a Sierra group that they have for Sierra games, I found, because oh. of course I did. And, the, and I hate from, us. <laughs> probably. Uh, from Joe Musashi, odd choice for your first Sierra game. Why'd you start with five and not the original game? We didn't I fucking I had no to. idea why we started with five, because DJ picked it and he's not here to tell me why. I, I agree <laughs> with you, Musashi. This was a weird choice. <laughs> Uh, I, I guess because you guys are Space Quest, or sorry, not uh, Star Trek fans, I think this is probably, um, and I think because DJ seems to have had some personal attachment to it, he might have yeah, recommended this have. one because uh, of those like two DJ things. Knew we were Star Trek fans. Oh, no, okay. we never got I that far. Yeah. I didn't even oh. know Mike was a Star Trek fan, actually. 
No, because <laughs> we we had actually picked this game for the show back in like episode right after episode twelve. Yeah, this was and, a very early pick. Yeah, so we back. didn't really. I mean, and then we lost DJ at episode fifteen. So yeah, no, it um, our Star Trek love is not was not public. Well, not public in this podcast okay. till later. Well, I'll tell you I, something that would make this fairly interesting uh, yes. for Space Quest fans is because Space Quest Five tends to be one of the more polarizing uh, installments of the series. There's a lot of people who don't like it, and a lot of people who think it's their favorite. Hmm. So it's kind of the think it's their favorite. <laughs> I, I caught that too. I was like, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of Sorry, people who but... don't like it, and a lot of people who are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did not. Uh, I did not mean that literally. Like they are confused into thinking it. <laughs> there are those whose opinion is that it is uh, one of, if not the best, in the series, and there are a lot of people who think that is uh, it is one of the worst. And uh, so it's kind of interesting to hear from people uh, who just play it now to see what everyone thinks about it. <laughs> right. How many people played Space Quest V and only Space Quest V? Um, I know two of them. They're on, I know three of them. They're on the uh, show. I know two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Not counting yourself well, there. And to, uh, be yeah, fair, to be fair, DJ didn't really like a lot of genres in video games. Like He hates first-person shooters. He <laughs> hates survival DJ horror. Hates he hates Fallout. Yeah. <laughs> everyone hates Fallout was... Should be hated. That first game. Oh. He had a sweeping hatred of most kinds of games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like? Um, RPGs. Banjo Kazooie. Yes, he likes 3D <laughs> platformers, RPGs. So, yeah. Pretty All much right. just Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the, that reference that I did talk about with the DRM that was thanks to Jeff Flynn, one of our overbloodies. So I want to give him a quick shout out for letting us use that. I was going to do as a question, but it ended up coming up. And I do have actually a few questions from the classic Gamers Guild group. So I do want a couple of those I want to read out. One from Jess Lai. I'm probably pronouncing her name wrong or this person's name wrong. I think that's right. Okay. Do the jokes still hold up? I think so. I was still laughing my ass off. And I don't even like these jokes like this. Some of the jokes hold up. Yeah. (laughs) It's like... Yeah, some some of them hold up. It's not like Airplane or Top Secret like we mentioned earlier where... I mean, if you go back and watch Top Secret now, it's still almost every joke in that movie just hits hilariously. Except never, for like one. Never seen it. You should watch it. Do you like Airplane? No. Yeah. What the fuck, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, a lot of, uh, a, like, a huge amount of Space Quest V's jokes are referential. So yeah. a lot of it's just really going to depend on if you understand the references. I think part of it, I think, I mean, like, this, I don't know. Um, Reason why I just screamed that just now because the uh, image that I put in the chat just right. popped up, scared the shit out of me. <laughs> so I was like, "What the?" And the, well, the I image that I did, the image that you put in the chat scared the I shit know, out of you. I know it scared me because I wasn't expecting all some pop up. And the image I found, I'm not gonna post it. But if you're listening to the show, if you search Phantomagoria and you look through the image, Phantasmagoria. Yeah, Phantasmagoria. You'll see a picture. <laughs> that looks like she's about to drink blood or something with a funnel, I mean, and it's you've just ever seen anything from Phantasmagoria? As it's fuck. all creepy and weird. Oh, do you not know the context behind that? No. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I don't know. Spoilers? Do you want spoilers? Um, I don't know. I kind of like, since Mike has never, you've never even heard of it, have you? No, I didn't even, I, no, never even, I know nothing about it. Yeah, I kind of want I'm you sure to go into that the show now. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll just leave it alone. Game. You guys just play it. And well, bring that, you that's back. A, you that's like one of the only scenes that I actually know about but, the game, and yeah. uh, it, it is actually pretty creepy. Yeah, it's a, it's a bizarre game. I, like, I'd say look it up at, at your own risk, Mike, because it's it's so weird. Mm-hmm. It's actually you actually might not want to play it because there's some scenes in it that are a little rough. <laughs> but we'll figure something out. 
Uh, all right. And I do have one more question to read from That's Peter Vusimilo. As you started with number five, how did you find the in-jokes slash self-referencing jokes? From memory, the two guys kept it to a minimum in this one, although there are a few that reference back to four and two. Kept it to a minimum. Is it? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know, because it's my first one. I mean, I like, even though I didn't know what the references really were, I mean, I thought that I was still laughing. Yeah. Well, here's uh, here's um, a specific question uh, to that effect. Uh, what did you think about when WD-40 gets sent to kill you? Like, did you understand? Like, how did you figure this was um coming about because that was directly a reference to previous games the guy told me (laughs) i just saw they wanted a sexy alien robot that was like a klingon ship flying like cylon type character did did, did you did you wonder why she was trying to kill you i didn't wonder anything about this game (laughs) (laughs) i I think that's about enough about this game. I mean, my brain went as far as, oh, hey, they wanted to have boobs in here. <laughs> they wanted to have robot yeah. boobs. They, they did it all right. Also, this was a hard game to find screenshots for, because usually I push a lot of screenshots out there. I, I just couldn't find anything, because this game is funny as you're playing it in motion. is not as funny as still images. It doesn't, did you, it doesn't um, work. Yes. Did you post this uh, uh, box art for this game? Because it's pretty good. Yes. I will be posting it as the image cover and when I promote this episode later in about an hour or two, hopefully. And the box art, you so. have a mop. And I was wondering why you had a mop. And now I know. Because <laughs> yeah. we're playing number five of a series. Yeah. And <laughs> so. the robot boobs are on the cover as well. Yes. <laughs> and Drool or whatever he says his name is. Mm-hmm. Drool and Flo. Yeah. Flo Drool was and... the green person on your ship, crew member. Flo's not on the box art, though. Oh, okay. No, but You're Spike right. is, thankfully. Yeah, I like Spike. Spike. Spike was cool. Spike's a oh. weird little creature. And should we move on to Shelf for Box? Sure. Just, All right. I'll go first. This game is making me stupid. <laughs> I think that's lack of sleep, man. Uh, partially game. lack of sleep and partially Have you been up for what? Twenty Over 24 hours at this point? L- uh, well over that? More than that. Yeah, uh, so. Let's see. Because I was I working mean, Saturday night, too. So, yeah. Yeah, probably like 48 hours at least. Yeah, so that, it's, not, it's not the game. It's just lack of sleep. See how much we love you guys? We even record when one of us... Should not be awake. I, I haven't started to anyway, sound like. So. Stuart's starting to sound like Tim Allen. Like, uh-huh. hey, at least he's insane, itchy, hungry, scratchy yet. So we're That's okay. true. At least I'm not <laughs> smuggling mass amounts of cocaine into Florida. Look it up, people. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I <laughs> All right. I think we'll start. I'll start. I'll start with Shelfer Box. This one uh-huh. I was a little torn between. Normally, I know I can kind of tell where I'm going. As much as I did enjoy parts of this game, and I'm glad I played it because I've never played a Sierra game before, this is going in the box because just, I have I have no reason to play Half-Life. it again. I never want to again. I'm never going to talk about it again. Probably after this episode, I'm going to forget it Half-Life, ever happened. You can't claim that you can't claim that this is the first Sierra game you played. Okay, this is the first Sierra game I beat. Is that this better? is the first Sierra game I played aside from the single most famous Sierra game of all time. I don't count Half-Life. Okay, first Sierra adventure game I played. How's that? Okay, that's okay. fine. We'll go with that. That's Half-Life's a completely different thing. Semantics. <laughs> this is going in the box because I never want to I never want to play a game. I did have fun. I'm glad I played it for one time, but that's enough. We're good. It's the first bungee game I played, aside from Halo. <laughs> all right uh stefan how about you uh yeah i don't i mean there's like other point and click games that i'm more into um as a matter of fact i'm just not into point and click as is 
So like playing this, I, I even told Mike before we started playing, I'm like, I really don't want to play this game. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh yeah, I did. yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there's there's other point and click games that I appreciate more. Um, like Tim Schafer, like full throttle, or like uh what's the one, the day of the day tentacle. Of the tentacle. Mm. Those ones we I just appreciate tentacles so many times on the show. Yeah. I, I just appreciate those a lot more. And the humor in those just seems to be more thought out or it's a little bit more darker. Whereas this one's a lot of callbacks and a lot of uh refer referential um jokes. And like there was a couple shining bits, like I said, with uh Roger's like face sliding on the window in the background. Like little things like that were hilarious. But uh, overall, I just, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. It's just not my jam, and I'm going to put it in the box. <laughs> How about you, Rick? Um, for me, definitely Shelf, uh, just because of the fact that I played it so much when I was a kid, uh, over and over again. Uh, it's probably not going to be the last time I ever play it, because I am just a fan of the series. And, you know, anytime I play it, I can pretty well project back to when I was a teenager. But... Definitely, I think if I play this game again, it's probably going to be an anticipation of uh, a game called Space Venture coming up. I don't know if you heard about this, but the guys who made Space Quest, they're not allowed to make further Space Quest. So they just decide to work on their own project. Uh, so there's like this. Uh, they've kickstarted it. They've been a few years in production. I think they're getting pretty close. They've been doing some uh, voice recording for the voice acting, uh, but it's going to be. I, I'm hesitant to call it a spiritual successor, but it's basically <laughs> uh, it, it's a game about a, a sci-fi comedy, I'm assuming, by the guys who created Space Quest. So uh, it's called Space Venture. So it's going to be definitely targeted for Space Quest fans. So I think by the time when that comes around, I'm probably going to do a playthrough of the series again. So I'd, I'd put it on the shelf, especially since um, I am actually a big box collector. And I kind of would want that to be on my shelf because that is uh, one that I am kind of looking for if I can find it at a reasonable price, which is no big box <laughs> game ever anymore. Oh, so that's yeah. I mean, you're looking for stuff that doesn't really exist much anymore, I'm assuming. Yeah, uh, they, it, they do. But by collectors, they're kind of already been the last couple of years. They've been finding their homes with collectors and uh, people who think, oh, big box is a thing now. I'm going to sell my copy of space quest five for $200 and it's a piece of shit copy. That's like broken apart. So, cause people don't understand how things work. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, before I just want to say before Stuart eviscerates this game, I apologize. We've <laughs> been trashing this game this whole time. It's um, not a bad game. It's just not a good game. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it, everyone has, you know, everyone has different opinions and that's great. Uh, you know, I, it, it's cool. You know, one of the things that really, uh, I was really looking forward to about being on the show. Number one, uh, just, you know, it, it's a great show and I really enjoy it, but it, it was really cool to hear uh, people who played it for the first time now and seeing how people react to it. Cause I, I totally get Sierra is kind of a very niche within the niche where it's definitely not everyone is going to like it. And we kind of, uh, we've accepted that for a very long time now that <laughs> it takes a very specific type to uh, really get into Sierra games the way a lot of the gamers who love Sierra do. It's, just, it's like one of those companies where every single game they make exists within a certain niche. Mm -hmm. Like aside from, aside from probably Half-Life, almost all of their games exist within a very specific I would say like uh, Half-Life and like Team Fortress, all their games exist within a very specific market. 
Mm-hmm. Like you have mm-hmm. all their FMV games and all their point and clicker, point point and clicker games, point and clicker point clicker. games. <laughs> but like Peter, like not Peter Gabriel. <laughs> all their Peter Gabriel games. Let's just stick with it. All their P- I'm very we are going places today. <laughs> all their Peter Gabriel games exist for a very specific audience, mm-hmm. namely people who haven't slept for 48 hours. That's true. <laughs> Uh, Stuart, how, how about you? Fuck this, you're... fuck it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, this game is going in the box for me because uh, no surprise there. Um, no surprise. Yeah, I don't think. I, yeah, I don't think this is a bad game at all. Um, I had like I had some trouble with it, but I don't think like it was. I don't think the difficulty from this game came from it being a bad game. I think the difficulty came from just trying to like figure out how the developers wanted you to beat something. Which, I mean, that is the point of a uh, point-and-click adventure game. And especially something like this where it's supposed to be humorous, so you don't know if the solution to the puzzle is meant to be humorous or if it's meant to be, um, like, realistic. I like that. I like aspects of this game. The biggest downside for me is just, like, some of the humor fell flat. And uh, I, like, some of the, yeah, like I said, it, to me it was, like, what I was worried the Orville was going to be like before the Orville turned out to be a really good show. I was like, this feels like a very early Seth MacFarlane game. There's a lot of fart jokes. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of fart jokes, a lot of, like, really immature jokes with some other, like, slapstick-type jokes. But some of them some of them hit me. Some of them were pretty funny. I chuckled a couple times, uh, for sure. And then other jokes, I was just like, all right, I'm done with hearing farts. I've heard the fart yeah. times. Well, I've always kind of <laughs> compared Space Quest more to the Red Dwarf. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, Never watched Red Dwarf. Yeah, it's it's well, another thing sure. where it's, like, it's not for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah it's uh it, it's like so, like there weren't enough jokes that made me laugh there's more jokes that kind of like put me off and they were just kind of annoying to me personally um <laughs> there were a but, lot yeah I, I think overall it's a good game but it's definitely going in my box it did not it did not hit me enough to put on my shelf okay that's about what i was i, I was expecting before we did this recording <laughs> it's one of the <laughs> rare games to not go on my shelf mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was debating, but as since it's been it's been a, a literally a week since I beat this game, I, I don't even think about it really. I've kind of forgot a lot of it. I had to kind of read about it before we did this, and I'm like, yeah, I'm never gonna, <laughs> I won't even gonna think about this after this recording. Oh, and I mm-hmm. think we should, uh, Stu, would you want to introduce what we're playing next week? Uh you remember? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, I'll give you a reminder. Do 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 do. Close enough. Space Quest again. <laughs> No, <laughs> that was Next my Jurassic week. Park theme song. We are really that was what that was. Okay, now I'm getting it. Now I'm getting it. Keep going. Next, week, we are playing a game that I have never played and have been have been wanting to play for a very very long time because it's a game I know I'll love. You will. Di- Dino Crisis. Yeah. Mm, Yay! It's I've already almost beat it as of this recording. But yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about it. I, I will probably start it later in the week because I got a lot of shit to do. But yeah, I'm super excited to finally jump into Dino Crisis. Oh, and for those that do play along with the show, I want to do something new with this. We're also going to start to play along with the show. The I fuck is wrong with thing. Um, There's a lot. But anyway, Stop doing that. Play. Don't do that. <laughs> but next week's episode is Dino Crisis. After that, we're going to play Star Fox 64. I will be posting on Facebook the next three games from then on. I used to just do three in a block and not say anything for a week, for three weeks, but now I'm going to start I'll let you know whatever the next three games are going to be. Did people yeah. play Fallout with us? Like I don't Stalker? know. We were What's early back people? then. 
I don't know about soccer. Soccer wasn't too long ago. Don't do that. We play bad soccer games. Was, <laughs> soccer was longer than you think. That was 13 weeks ago. Jesus Christ, was it really? Yes. We're on I'm episode on. 30. We've been <laughs> doing this for over six months. I, I'm just always thinking about soccer at all times. That's probably yeah, why. I think that is why. 24-7, I'm still something about soccer is in my head. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I think it's time that we'll go out with plugs. And since, Rick, you're our guest, you want to give another plug out to your podcast? Uh, sure. For those who missed it the first time around, uh, www.cggpodcast.com. Uh, easiest way to find us. You can also find us on Facebook. Just uh, do a search for the Classic Gamers Guild. You'll either find the Facebook page for our podcast or the uh, Facebook group for our community. Uh, make sure you answer the three questions that we ask you when you try to join. <laughs> Otherwise, we join. will refuse you. Good um, so thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, we You can find us on Twitter at the... Um, at the CG Guild. Sorry, I usually have to count the G's when I say it out loud. Um, <laughs> if you like the show, share us around. We have a Patreon, but I don't expect anyone to actually pay us money for it. Um, <laughs> but if, if you like us, spread the word. We we are not nearly as structured or professional as you guys. We're just two guys have conversation. Uh, I, I don't know about that. that. I, that, listen to that, show. that is a, I appreciate a that. Generous <laughs> no, you you guys actually sound like a podcast. We're just two guys talking, and we hit record at some point. Uh, I kind of interviews on your show. You've had people. We've had. I mean, we've had people on the show, but nobody. We've been we've been a steady decline of diminishing returns. Um, hey, yeah, I'll give, this, <laughs> I'll give this tip to you and everybody out there that is thinking about starting a podcast. The trick is just professional production and everything outside of production. Do whatever the fuck you want. You just have to yes. have like the professional technical production, and outside of that, it's all you. That is yeah, what you I just got to find the awesome. right, the right chemistry, and somehow by putting an ad Ooh. on a Facebook group, I found the right chemistry. Yeah. We totally How? lucked out with Mike, who just loves marketing. Like that's legitimately <laughs> something that Mike loves, which is pretty rare. <laughs> I actually but, want to apply for a job doing that actual thing, but I haven't done it yet. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, yeah. I do I do feel bad now because I, I do have a very self-deprecating sense of humor um, and it's not fair to my co-host Paul or any of the guests that we've had in the last little while to just totally run down the show like that. Uh, it, so, I, you know, generally I don't I'm not going to go around and tell you like, oh, it's a great show. Come listen to us. But at the same time, I, I am being deliberately um, uh, a bit of a jerk. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I do the same thing. I'll be like. I mean, like, yeah, I'm in a podcast sometimes. And I was like, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, uh, I'm in a podcast sometimes. I've been helping host a podcast for six months. That's really how that sentence should go. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a permanent host. You're the, the co-host. I mean, you and Stefan are my co-hosts. I mean, I couldn't do this without you guys. But I'll be like, I, I forget. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm on a podcast. Oh, wait, I'm it's Sunday. We got to record. So I was like, what you, like, I was like uh, what were you editing this weekend? I was like, oh, a podcast. They're like, oh, you help edit a podcast? And I was like, Oh, I, I guess I, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> I'm just on a podcast. Yeah. Yes, you are. Oh, and give another quick shout out to the Zach and Dean Geek Machines, a podcast for geeks of all background. So if you'll, the show notes, will, there'll be a link in the show notes. I also mentioned the beginning of the show, so please go take a listen to their show too. And before I forget, because I always do, I want to give it a shout out to Mike Stoney, a.k.a. Balby, for the song Cool Kid Squad. It's our intro and outro off his EP, Bite the Bullet. You also find the link to his YouTube channel on the in the show notes. That was the most structured that it's ever. Yes, it was. I, I was really thinking about it before I did it. I was like, I'm going to say it right. I'm going to say it right. <laughs> I don't know why you don't just like make me or Stefan do it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. 
<laughs> I get, it's, become, it's becoming one of our many jokes in the show that we keep, and that's one of them where I just, who knows how it's going to come out? It's just going to come out. <laughs> Every episode is different. It, it's all heavy, the information's yeah. there. All, yeah, all <laughs> the information's there. It's just worded slightly And also, if, if you're still here somehow, because you maybe couldn't change the channel as you're driving, because Minnesota's the new law if you listen to Minnesota, uh, yeah. we also, if you get a chance, please take a listen to our Republic Commando episode. That is our top downloaded episode with over 200 downloads at the moment. So, Please, if you like this right. and you haven't listened to it, take a listen to it. People seem to love it. Can't change your, you can't change the station on your phone in Minnesota, but you can drink in the back of a car in Minnesota? In Minnesota, they just passed a law in so August sorry. where if you if you have your hands on your phone, you can be pulled over and given a ticket. Or even if so, and it, so it's a new law they just passed. They're making a big deal about it now. See, about I, we've had that forever. Yeah, we didn't because we're not, you know. See, not we, we also have that law, but also nobody gives a shit. But yeah, when I was in Minnesota, I was freaking out because we went to, um, first of all, we went to the grocery store to get liquor, which was already very weird to me. Um, uh, you don't want to do that in Minnesota. Well, that's what we did. Because <laughs> the beer you're drinking wasn't regular beer. It's called 3-2 beer. It has more water than beer. I, I think we went to, actually, I think we went to Total Wine. Maybe. Okay, Total but, Wine, you're fine. Yeah, people were like, like, had drinks in the back of the car, and I was freaking out because I'm from Virginia. <laughs> and I was like, what the mm. fuck are you people doing? And they're like, what? And I was like, you we're going to get pulled over. We're going to go to jail. We're going to get DUIs. Because in Virginia, if you're drinking in the back of a car, if you have an open container, everybody in the car can get a DUI. I think Wisconsin might be the same. Yeah. Could be- if there's alcohol within reach of the driver, everybody in the car can get a DUI. We're very wow. strict on that. You can't uh, even do any of that in Phoenix at all. You will get pulled over for even looking at a beer. Well, we got it. We were driving out of Total Wine, and I had like... um like a beer, like a Jack and Coke or something in the backseat of this car. And we got pulled over and I was like sweating bullets, freaking out. And the cop comes up and like taps on the window, roll the driver rolls the window down. It's just like, um, Hey, how y'all doing? Just want to let you know your taillights out. All right, bye. Have a nice day. And for the record, some people do talk like that in Minnesota. Cause I, 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 I don't use y'all, but I use ya a lot as part of my talking. I was so disappointed because we I went to two decon in in Minneapolis and nobody had a Minnesota accent. It was one of the like one of the most disappointing things until I went to the gas station across the street and the guy I walked in and the guy was like, "Oh, how you doing?" I was like, "Yes." I also got to travel more north, northern Minnesota. Like if you go up (sighs) to Duluth, two harbors, which is like two hours from the Twin Cities where you were at. The funny thing is, I almost went to that 2D con. I didn't go, but I I thought about it. Yeah, I, I was in the you... same city as you for a brief period of time. <laughs> we... It's funny, we hadn't met yet either. We hadn't met yet, yeah. This is pre-podcast. I was, with, is, um, is... Yes. I was with Katrina from Overblood, and I learned that the drunker Katrina got, the more her Minnesota accent came out. So I was just giving <laughs> Katrina drinks. So I was like, I love this. <laughs> is Minnesota, Minnesota like, like, if people in Minnesota, when they say Magnum, do they say Magnum? I don't think no that, no that's like an eastern no. northeastern thing magnum okay yeah or like yeah. eggs instead of just eggs. so you know none of this is getting edited out by the way none <laughs> that's of like it. a philadelphia <laughs> new england thing yeah magnum. all right i think we should wrap up this show because i yeah. need to edit this bullshit within the next hour and then we have also, a weird fucking accent down here it's like <laughs> also as i as i just said about star wars stalker is also at 200 so if you're listening to this and have listened hey. to those episodes please take a listen to both of those just everybody listen to stalker let's just have you never want to play stalker because stalker was oh never you don't ever want to play stalker. don't listen to any of our episodes just listen to stalker let's be like a <laughs> low-tier podcast with one episode of a thousand of a thousand downloads 
We're getting there. All right. I, and you can follow us on Facebook. I'm constantly posting new images for whatever upcoming game we're, we're going to be doing, other than Space Quest Five. I couldn't find anything. And also, please follow us on Instagram. We also have a... This is uh, the we longest have, We have a Snapchat. We have a Snapchat. I don't know what it is. I don't use it, but we have a Snapchat. We have a Snapchat. You don't know what it is. Uh, this game my mom found. This and we is also the have longest Instagram, ending Twitter. to the show we've ever had. Yes, it is. We just started talking. All right. Everyone, have a wonderful night. I just want this to be. I just want 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 to be. I just